0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org party today. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. I'm excited about today's topic, and I'm excited because the topic came to me posed by an experience in my very own life this very own morning. And so I want to share that and then we will get to the meat of the episode. So this morning I woke up and I was supposed to go volunteer at an event and um, I realized last night I kind of wasn't feeling it anymore and I also realized that the person who needed me to volunteer said that they had plenty of volunteers. So I wasn't really feeling like a call that said I had to do that or had to honor that obligation. So I woke up this morning with a very kind of excited feeling of I don't have plans today. And there's a lot of things that I kind of could do. There's a few things that I probably need to do or need to get done over, you know, the next couple of days. But there's also just a lot of space to kind of explore and have a little bit of free space to kind of, you know, figure out what my jam is and do that. And I think these moments in life can be really exciting, right? Because when we don't have that external structure that says, this is what has to happen today, right? This is where you have to be or what you have to do. It kind of frees us up to follow those inner inclinations and to do whatever is bringing us joy in the now. And, you know, I, I try to live like that as much as I can anyway. But on these days where there's really nothing planned, It gives you the opportunity, right, to do that on an even deeper level because you don't have obligations and you don't have shoulds and you don't have to follow them. Um, You don't really ever need to have shoulds, by the way, because even when we have things that we quote unquote have to do, if you're really not feeling it, there's usually a way to get around it. You know, maybe not on a regular basis if it's your income producing activities, but you know what I mean. But anyhow, so this morning I woke up with a day full of possibility and then a funny thing happened it came time for me to start making decisions, right? And decide, for example, do I want to kind of start slow and maybe record a podcast episode this morning? Or do I want to like hop in the car, run to the farmer's market and start doing errands and and get stuff done? Ah, And you see that even as I go into that kind of decision making space, my energy shifts a little bit. Not because it's bad to have to make a decision. We make decisions in life all the time and that can be a beautiful thing. But for me, decision-making sometimes gets me into that state of analysis paralysis, right? You've heard of that. When you're thinking so hard about that decision that you kind of lose touch with your intuition and you kind of start spinning and all the possible things that you can do in your mind kind of drives you a little teensy tiny bit internally mad. And I would like to say that every decision I make is guided by my inner wisdom, and a lot of them are. Truly a lot of them are, and there are so many days when you know I wake up or I decide what I'm going to do based on those natural inclinations. And when I do that, I am usually very pleased with the result. And some of you know too. If you've been following the show, recently I've made a lot of really sort of big life-changing decisions based on intuition, right? Like moving cross country, like starting a new business, which y'all will be hearing about very, very soon. And, you know, those things were a thousand percent intuitively guided if a thousand percent was a thing. But- For me personally, and it may be different for you, I get hung up on the little stuff, the little decisions like, you know, should I go to the farmer's market early when I can be guaranteed of getting a good parking spot or should I just go with the flow of the day and head over there later if and when I feel like it? As you can imagine, I chose plan B. And so today I want to ask some questions of the guides around analysis paralysis, why it happens, when it happens, and also how we can get through it because I think it's a common experience for many of us, right? Where we can get lost in that decision-making process, and then we're not following our inner guidance. And the guides say, even when you do have obligations... Right? Even when there are external structures that seem unavoidable or things that you have made an agreement to follow, such as a job that you have taken on that has regular hours when you're expected to be there, right, for most of the time. Even when we have those kind of things, we can still use our intuition to navigate those choices and how we approach those choices. So the more we can. Approach life from that greater intuitive stance, including making our decisions, right? The more ease, joy, grace, and flow we're going to experience, and the more we're going to be beautiful and unique expressions of our soul's divine will and divine goodness. These are the words that come through in our everyday life and in our everyday choices. So that's the topic for the day. And let's do this. So the first thing that comes through on this analysis paralysis thing is the question of, are you making the decision from your heart, from your soul, or are you making it from your mind? And of course, most of us make it solely from our minds. And the guys even want to clarify that a little bit more because they're like, it's fine to make certain decisions from your mind, quick decisions. Our minds are actually made for a certain amount of decision making and everything does not have to be a soul searching moment, which is 411. I am definitely going to take in because I'm pretty sure that was meant directly for me and probably some of you as well. But definitely for me, right? So every moment doesn't have to be a big decision. And there are lots of little snap decisions that we make with the mind that we make sort of unconsciously. And that is just fine. It's just fine. You don't have to overthink it. They'll all come out in the wash. A lot of times too, the guides say a lot of our reflexive decision-making It can either be from fear, from ego, from conditioning, or it can just be from that sort of adaptive unconscious. Your adaptive unconscious is just all the stuff that you know, based on your experience, your good experiences, flavored a little bit with your intuition too, because our guidance works also through that adaptive unconscious. And so a lot of the decisions we make are just seamless. We don't have to think about them. They just flow. So the question really becomes, are you in the flow or are you in the junk? Are you in the mind? Are you in the fear? So they're giving you the example of my decision this morning, right? Because my decision, if you kind of look at it about, do I spend some time recording this episode, which so far is really fun, or do I rush to the farmer's market? And by the way, yours truly has a fridge full of fresh produce. So there's nothing that I needed at the market, but I just, I love this market when I have time to go to it and I need to get something else in the area that's a quick walk from the market. So, you know, that would be another reason to kind of stop on by and just pop in and say hello, maybe grab some flowers and a cucumber because I don't have one of those. But anyhow, the question, the motivation, right, the thing that got me stuck is I kind of felt like a lazy morning. I kind of felt like, you know, recording a podcast, having fun, doing this kind of thing, and then heading over to the farmer's market. But what caught me was the parking situation because a lot of times if I don't get there right around 9 o'clock, it gets to be a little bit of a zoo, right? And so it was the fear of not finding a parking spot that kind of sent everything into analysis paralysis, right? And then of course the fear, if I get there and I can't find a spot, it's going to be annoying and I should have gone earlier and taken a breath. And the guide says, this is an example of the ways in which sometimes we make a fear-based choice that doesn't really serve our highest and greatest purpose, our highest and greatest needs, right? And they're saying, For me in this situation, and sometimes they like to talk about me in the third person, which is what they're doing in my head right now. They say for Victoria in this moment, she was thinking there was a bunch of different things she wanted to do. And then she went into the mind and the fear strategizing, well, what makes the most sense externally? externally what makes the most sense here. And based on what she knows and based on what her experiences are and based on her belief systems around when is a good time to go to the farmer's market, she concluded, if I'm going to go, I need to go now. And how many of us have made a decision like that, right? Where you have learned that and some of these are just things we learn from our parents. Like if you're going to go to brunch, it's got to be before 11 o'clock because after 11 o'clock, you know, brunch is just too crowded or, you know, brunch can't really be before noon because, you know, only the losers go at 11 o'clock, whatever your belief systems are, right? Ah, breathe again. A lot of times these are fear-based and they are limited. Now, does this mean we can't be practical and know that it's way easier to find a parking space if I get to the farmer's market at nine o'clock versus if I get there at 11? Sure. But we also have to know that because I have that decision point, because I have that belief system rather in my head, right? It's also going to be more accurate. I have, in fact, gone to several farmer's markets, including this one later in the morning. And guess what, friends? I did eventually find a spot. Moreover, in this case, um, I'm probably going to park a little further away near the other store I need to go and walk over because I don't need to buy a bunch of stuff. So again, if I felt into the problem, there might not be a problem there at all. So the question then becomes, are we making a choice and a decision in the energy of fear, worry, restriction, scarcity, ego, or are we making it from a place of joy, trust, love, expansion, and intuition? And we avoid analysis paralysis, or we can just bypass it because avoid is one of those words that to me kind of reinforces the problem, but we can bypass that more and more when we start to make those choices grounded in the energy of joy, the energy of, hey, what do I want? What feels right for me right now? It doesn't mean that you can't sometimes consider certain factors, but again, oftentimes the mind will come in with rules In order to generalize based on experience, protect us, give us like the right answer next time. So, you know, one time you fly in the evening and the flight's delayed and you say, well, next time I'm going to fly first thing in the morning to always avoid an evening flight. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm sure there are statistics that say later in the day, flights are more likely to be delayed, right? But it's not the only factor. And it doesn't mean every evening flight's going to be delayed. And it doesn't mean that you can't find a way through those kind of things if it really suits your needs to fly out later in the day. And it's also important, again, that what we focus on grows. So if you have a very strong belief, my afternoon flights will always be delayed, guess what you are more likely to experience? It's true because that's how the law of attraction works. So making decisions really from that soul-guided, love-based intuitive place means that we agree to hold some of these things that we quote unquote know out there, but not get ourselves limited by them, not get yourself buried down by them. And the guides say the real trick to learning to bypass analysis paralysis, right, is learning to listen to your gut, learning to tune into your intuition and learning to kind of know what feels good. So you can follow that. So I want to ask them a little bit more about that because Since this is a podcast about intuition, you know I'm loving that answer. So I'm going to tune in a little bit more deeply. And they're going back to me and they said, Victoria, when you woke up this morning right? You kind of knew what you wanted to do. You, you kind of saw the farmer's market. You kind of saw maybe going into La Jolla, walking around, checking out the mattress store. I need to buy some mattresses for my new business venture, which we'll talk about very, very soon. And you know, I needed to do some kinds of things. And the guys were even calling me on the word need because I didn't need to, but I was feeling like that could be a good productive and also reasonably fun and enjoyable thing to do today. Although as I say it now, my energy constricts a little, so it might not be fun at all. But whatever, I started to think about those things. And then I started to think about, and here's where it gets tricky, what I should do. What should I do? And the word should to me is always a little bit of a reminder that I've gone into my ego, into my programming, into my mind, right? Because there's no shoulds with our intuition. Our intuition will always give us what is the most aligned choice in the now. That really has nothing to do with what we should do because your intuition doesn't care what you should do. And in fact, if you change the decision points, right, if you change the inclinations, if you change the circumstances even a little bit, that answer could change. So some of you also have heard me say that I struggle with answering yes or no questions for myself. Whether it be through a pendulum or muscle testing, like in those, I often flip a coin. I have a coin app on my phone that I often flip. True story. When I have to make a quick yes or no decision because that for me is where I get stuck. And one of the things that the guides have been showing me around this again and again is that those decision points, that yes or no question, they change. So for example, I'll ask, should I go hiking on the trails today or should I go walking at the beach, Right. And I'll think about it a certain way, and I'll get beach. And Then I'll think about it a different way, and I'll get trails. Now, it could be, and it probably is that that question that I'm asking is sort of like apples to oranges, and they're both really good choices. And and so a lot of times, our yes and no's are kind of like both. You know, they're ands, they're not ors. And oh, wow, that's actually huge. And so, the first kind of thing to tune into when we're making a choice is there may not be a best choice. There may really be like, what do you feel like doing today? Because there's an infinite number of paths that we can take in life, being for small decisions or also really big ones. And it's not always a life or death, either or situation. And the guides are showing me, and I love this. I love this so much, I can't even tell you that it's when we get into that either or life or death kind of energy, be it a big decision like should I marry him now or a little decision like beach or trails ah, that uh, we get into ego and scarcity, right? Because we think if I don't make the right decision now, oh my God, it'll all unfold. So today, going back to the decision I had to make farmer's market right away or maybe farmer's market later on, if I can find ease, joy and grace in a parking spot, right? It wasn't really an either or big life or death decision. It was kind of a maybe and, right? There were many different ways to go. And so putting it into what's the best choice in this particular case was actually setting me up to fail, setting me up to make it a much bigger deal than it was rather than tuning into what do I feel like doing now knowing that either choice is equally optimal. You got that? So one of the obstacles... Just to summarize, when making a decision, big or small, is to believe it's a life or death, either or, and if I don't get it right, right, in this moment, the results will be catastrophic. And oftentimes, that's not the case. In fact, usually, that's not the case. There are very few, you know, catastrophically oriented (laughs) questions that we make. And the guides say, and I'm sure we're going to come back to this again, but the guides say, even if you make a decision, right, that ends in quote, unquote, catastrophe, there's always a way home there's always a way through and you know you always make that choice in good faith and it's okay it's okay because each moment each and every moment is a new opportunity to reinvent to recreate to reboot and to make another series of choices and to reconnect with the energy of love you know joy grace ease spirit soul so you can make that aligned choice in the next moment and get yourself right back on track there are really no catastrophic mistakes right? It's only the mind that tells us that and the world and the conditioning, right? So that's the first thing to know. Ah, So just moving into that. Again, it doesn't mean that you always just leap off a cliff and say like, wow, you know, I always have a parachute because if you don't have a parachute, don't leap off a cliff. And even if you do have a parachute, you know, don't leap off a cliff unless you really know what you're doing. If you've given some attention and meditation to it, all right? You know, I would say in general, just don't jump off a cliff, okay? But anyhow, hope I don't need a stronger disclaimer on that one. <laughs> I think we're all clear. But anyhow, what I am saying is that when we look at everything from that fear-based energy, even those little choices, but especially the big ones, it takes us out of our soul, it takes us out of our spirit, it takes us out of our intuition, and it takes us back to fear. So going back to my decision this morning, it was just a fun choice of of what would I rather do. And the particular conditioning that came up for me was that as a child, I know I was, I was held... Responsible for every decision that I made, and then a lot of times if something went wrong, rather than a supportive like, "Oh, that's okay," it was like, "Well, if you're complaining that you're cold, it's like, well, why didn't you bring a jacket?" Right? You know, and and sometimes a four year old doesn't think to bring a jacket, so we'll we'll let that little bit of my childhood go, and I'm going to give my inner child a big, huge hug right now. My inner four year old is just loving that, um, and you can do that as well with yours if she's ever getting activated or he, but. The deal is, right, and I know that there's a certain part of my conditioning that makes these little decisions hard, but I also know that I don't have to listen to that, that I don't have to engage with that, and that I have a wise inner adult, that I have a wise higher self, and that those can make those decisions, and also those can remind me that if I make a misstep, if I decide to go to the farmer's market at 12 p.m. and I can't find a spot. I'll roll with it. It doesn't mean that, you know, I made the wrong choice and I should go spinning in, oh my God, you're such a failure because, you know, you made the wrong choice this morning. It just means that, you know, life is a continual process of making decisions. And, you know, we just have to get it right most of the time. And what does it even mean to get it right or wrong? What does it even mean? In each moment, you have that opportunity to follow the joy, follow the grace. And when you're doing that, right, the individual decisions, what you do, rather, won't make that much difference. It won't be that important. Because even a step of you know, getting to the farmers market at the wrong time it can send you into analysis paralysis and self judgment, saying, "I should have, I would have, I could have." How do I avoid this happening again? Oh my gosh! Ah. Or it can send you into a moment of, "Oh, let me tune into my intuition. Hey, maybe this isn't the time to go. Maybe I just need to relax a second, and a spot will appear. Maybe you know, I don't really need those cucumbers today, right? Maybe this is just another opportunity that." the universe has presented for me to deepen my love and trust in myself. And no, even when I show up at the farmer's market and there are no spots, right? I can still love myself and honor myself through that experience. Ah, I am loving that. So the second real piece of that analysis paralysis is to become aware gently gently of any conditioning you have around making decisions. And if you were like me, someone that just a lot of responsibility was put on you early on with kind of high stakes for getting it wrong. And and that can be, you know, my experience of my childhood. Like, you know, another child might have experienced my childhood completely differently. So there's no like blame or judgment going on here. Just my own experience. Ah, right? Then if we can be aware of that without identifying it, we can start to change those triggers and say, you know what, little Vicky, cuz that's who I was when I was a child. It's okay. Right now you got a little bit triggered about making this decision cuz sometimes, you know, when we had to make these decisions as a child, they they felt really high stakes. But this isn't a high stakes decision and whatever you choose, I'm going to support you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And even if we do things in the wrong order today, it's not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. It's just sometimes that would might be how life rolls, but it probably isn't. So, you know, that would be another way to do that. So we become aware of that conditioning so that we can step out of it and we can love ourselves through it and we can know, hey, it's not really that big of a deal. So some of you are asking now, but what about those big decisions, Victoria, right? Because it's true. Whether you go to the farmer's market or not, whether you end up driving around looking for a parking spot, which I hope I have it now manifested by thinking about it so much. So I'm going to ask you all, even though, you know, this will go out way later than this problem. But since I know there's no time, I know some of you are already listening. Let's uh, take a moment to find me ease and grace should I decide to venture into uh, La Jolla today to visit their lovely farmer's market. But anyhow, some of you are asking, what about those big decisions? Like, how do we avoid analysis paralysis there when it really is life or death, when it really does matter? And the guides say, first of all, know that you are golden, that you are blessed, that you have support all the time, and that the name of the game in avoiding analysis paralysis and in making decisions in the highest alignment with your soul is more and more to learn to let go of that fear. To let go of the fear, because even with the bigger decisions, the more we let go of the fear, the more we can allow our higher guidance and our inner light to shine through. So I'm going to take a moment to let you all pause on that, because it's a biggie, right? So the more that we can let go of that fear, the more we can flow. The more we can flow with the divine, and the more we can flow with that beautiful inner energy of life, with our joy, with the direction that our soul wants to flow in, in the moment that is now. Remember too, every moment is a new decision point. So if you find yourself walking down the aisle with somebody and there's a feeling in your gut and you're like, I don't want to do this, that's okay. You can bail. You can say like, I'm sorry, honey, but I'm not feeling it. If you are married for two weeks and in the middle of the honeymoon, you're like, what the heck did I do? This is not feeling right. You can make the choice there. If you find yourself 25 years into a marriage and you say, wow, I'm not feeling this anymore. It doesn't mean that the whole 25 years was a mistake, right? It might simply mean that now is a fresh decision point for you to look and see what serves your soul in the now. And again, sometimes we make the right quote unquote decision and sometimes not. But the thing is, and this is what the guides also really want to get at. How do we know what the right decision was anyway? How do we know? And what metric are we using to quote unquote measure that or judge that. And the latter particularly is where things get funky, right? Because human beings, we go into judgment. Everything has a value. And usually that value is assigned to you, right? Like, oh my God, you made a bad choice. So you're like not a good person, right? You didn't do a good job. It's, it's about us. Ooh, that, that hurts my heart a little bit, even when I say it. So I'm going to take a breath. <sighs> and nothing can be further from the truth. You are amazing. You are divine. Your worth and value, as I say all the time, because it is true, was given at birth and it is unlimited. It is amazing. You are a spark of the divine, my friend. And no one except for your own monkey mind could ever take that away from you. And even then, it's just clouds in the blue sky. The sky is still blue. The sun is still shining. The clouds are just blocking, they're just getting your attention right now and making you forget what you already know to be true. And that is that you are blessed. And beautiful and amazing and all those good things. You are a spark of the divine. So whatever decision you make, even if it's like a crazy one, which I know no one's going to make, but you know, to gun down a bunch of people, not going to (laughs) happen. But even if you make that decision on the other side, when you come back, home and you are reviewing the choices that you made in this life, they will be reviewed with great love, great understanding, right? And you may be held responsible. You may learn from that, but you will never, ever, ever be judged. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to judge yourself now (laughs) if you choose not to, right? Because on the other side, there's no judgment. There's just love, acceptance, understanding, and the understanding that at each moment, right? It's a new opportunity to make a fresh choice. And you make that fresh choice in increasing amounts of alignment. Or sometimes you make an aligned choice and then you get distracted and you make a less aligned choice. And then you go back and you make a more aligned choice. And again, the guides are saying, some of your minds are thinking aligned, not aligned, good, bad. That's not what I mean, right? It's just what feels good in the now. And the more we make choices that feel good in the now, the easier our life is and the more things flow. That's it. And it's all about coming back to the flow, experiencing the flow, because it's amazing. It feels good. And it's what we're here to do when we can do it, right? And when we can't do it, that's also what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win. The guides say it's the mind telling you that, you know, it's a bad choice and perseverating over all the things that you did wrong. That's the problem, not the choice itself. Once we make a choice, we just roll with it. And then we keep moving on. Right? And we ask ourselves, what is the next best choice now? And remember, best is not good or bad. Best is just where does my energy want to flow right now? Where does my energy want to flow right now? It's a very different question the guides want to remind you too, that you don't have to sit down and do this like Victoria does <laughs> with every little minute question. Sometimes you just hop in the car and you're like, oh, I find myself going to the farmer's market. Oh my God, I can't find a parking space. This is mildly frustrating. Let me give myself a hug and uh, see what I want to do next, right? Story done. Ah, not a catastrophe at all, right? So sometimes we don't have to even worry at all, but when we do, when we want to, the question is to come back to our heart To give ourselves a big dose of loving kindness and then to say, okay, what's the next best step, right? What will serve me now? Where does my energy want to flow? And the guides say, when we ask that question, right, we will get truly marvelous and miraculous results. And this can be on a big decision or a small decision or a series of decisions. This can be if you want to use divination cards or your pendulum or muscle test for those yes or no questions, if that is your jam or flip a coin like Victoria does But it's doing so with that lightness. It's doing so without the weight. It's doing that with the energy of joy, the energy of curiosity, the energy of discovery, because sometimes too, life is the kind of realm where we learn through discovery. And so sometimes what feels like the right choice in the moment feels like the wrong one later on, but that's okay. That's okay because it's part of the process, it's part of what we've chosen to learn from and to learn through, right? And we don't need to have any judgment at all. So as we start to wrap up, because um, I've been talking about this for a while, and I just I really love what came through. So I just want to express some gratitude to the guides and to all of you for <laughs> being the audience. So I get to do this and I get to hear this stuff. I would do it on my own anyway, but it's so much fun to do it with you. I think the takeaway message here more and more is that the more we can release judgment, fear, scarcity, and just allow our energy to flow and to have that joy and fun with our decisions and the joy and fun with life itself and understanding that really, truly no decision is life or death. And even when it is, you know, you're going to be loved through that, but most of them are not. And they say, even if it is life or death, that the same rules apply. I think that's the way to go. And that analysis paralysis comes when we not only overthink, but we overthink from a place of fear, from a place of scarcity, from a place of judgment. And then in so doing, we lose touch with that beautiful thread of our intuition, of our divine essence, of our highest guidance that will always show us where energy wants to flow in the now. And I love that. They're also saying, again, whatever tools that you want to make in making those big decisions, you go for that. And don't worry too, because sometimes we like to get a second opinion. That is fine too. Actually, I'd like to cut that last little bit, I think. I'm going to kind of go back to the flow. (laughs) You know what the guides say about that? Uh, The guides say, uh, Victoria, how about rolling with your mistakes in an episode around making decisions? I love that. I love that. All right. I guess we're leaving that in. But anyhow, those of you who don't know this, I have a beautiful editor who edits and makes these episodes sound just, you know, beautiful and flowing. So that was a conversation to her. But anyhow, let me go back to the flow and the thread. So when we are talking about decisions and analysis paralysis, the guides want to leave us with just a couple of little tips. Number one. Always know that every decision you make is divine. It's golden. And even the mistakes, and we've talked about this before in other episodes, even the mistakes are golden. And in each moment, you have a new moment to reconnect and you know redirect and make a fresh new start, right? And even when it doesn't feel like it, that is always the case. And that's always how your soul understands it. Number two, there's no judgment. And whatever choices you make in the now, whether they be big or small on the other side, no one is judging you. No one is blaming you. No one is saying, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. That is all you. That is all your humanness. That is all your monkey mind. That is all the conditioning that you have gained from this world. And you have a choice whether or not to listen to it. You really do. And more and more, we can learn to tune that out or to give it less credence and to love ourselves through it when it's getting really, really loud. And it does sometimes. So give yourself a big hug and know you're okay. And that, you know, all is well. The third piece that comes through too is remember too that the choices that we make, you know, every every choice is not super important. And we make a thousand choices a day that we don't even think about. You know, whether you walk right or left, whether you take the stairs one or two at a time, whether you take one or two sips of your tea, right? A lot of these things we just do reflexively and you really, you know, that's fine, don't worry. And sometimes you do something reflexive and you're like, wait, what did I just do? And you recorrect. And that's sort of how life flows. So allow your decisions big and small just to remember that life is a series of millions of decisions and you don't have to get everyone right. You don't have to get everyone right. And all you really have to do is redirect, reorient, love yourself in the now, and set the intention as much as you can to flow with the energy of love, joy, peace, allowing expansion and in service of your highest and greatest good. Not because there's a right or a wrong way. And if you don't get the highest and greatest good, whatever that is, you know, because it's a hierarchy, you're going to fail. There's no hierarchy all as well. But just because the more we can be joy in our lives and have joy, flow, and ease through our decisions, the more we're going to enjoy ourselves, right? And sometimes doing that means we let go of the right or wrong, that decision point altogether. We let go of the drama and we just allow ourselves to do whatever we want and have fun with that too. So that is the message that I will take away today as I I have my free form Sunday, and maybe now I'll head to the farmer's market. Who knows? I hope this was as helpful for you as it was for me. And yeah, I can't wait to hear what you all think. If you guys have questions, if you guys want to discuss this more, please join us over in the Intuitive Connection community. Facebook group where we explore these topics in greater detail and really just have a lot of fun sharing and connecting and having a more interactive community than you can have here on a podcast. Or you can always send me an email, vfshahphd at gmail.com, which you'll also find on my website, victoriashawintuitive.com send me an email, tell me what you think, tell me what you like. And as always too, let me know what else you'd like to hear about, because I always love to share your questions and answer your questions here on the show with the guides. So do that as well, because that just makes my day uh, when other people, you know, and our listeners also have questions that they'd like guidance on. Or you can just listen to the show and never reach out, and that is fine too. I am so grateful for all of you guys, and thank you for tuning in again, and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. Thank you so much again, and namaste. I'm Suzanne Giesemann, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.